voice mic. I mean, I <coughs> I'm sorry. Here we go. Well, welcome to our service this morning. It's been a weird old week, hasn't it? How did the people preparing the all-age service material know that we would have had a week like this this week when they did it on the when the tough get when the going gets tough? Um, serious week. I mean, although everywhere you go, people are saying, "What a mess!" Um, you know, and then we kind of laugh. It's it's such serious stuff, isn't it? And um, you know, the national security and economic security and um, yeah, so there's a lot, a lot to bring to God today. Um, we're going to pray now together. We're going to um, say the first prayer that's on our screen. And then we're going to move on to another prayer where I say one part and we all respond. I think it'll be clear. And together we say... We come to you, indestructible God, to praise you with one voice, to hear your words of wisdom, to entrust our nation to your love, to encourage one another to grow in faith. In Jesus we come and pray and rejoice to your glory. Amen. Lord of all the world, with you beside us, we cannot be shaken. Guided by your wisdom, we will not be afraid. With your path before us, we will walk in hope. With you as our God, we will rejoice. Amen. And let's sing together, Lord of all hopefulness. Let's stand to sing.
now. Um, we are thinking about when the going gets tough. And you know the rest of that uh, phrase. So if I say the beginning of that, see if you can say the other bit. When the going gets tough. And you sort of think that's been around, or it was a sort of army saying or something, but it was actually coined, first of all, by uh, John and Bobby Kennedy's father, Joe Kennedy, who wasn't a particularly nice man, but he was very tough, and so he certainly got going a lot. Now, we're going to get going now because we have got a very, ex this is sort of like extreme sports here this morning. So I first of all need, it's quite a lot of people, this is a, this first thing is very safe to volunteer for. You only have to stand completely still and do nothing. But if I could have four people who are able to stand completely still and do nothing, that would be really helpful. Thank you, Carola. Thank you, Robin. That's very good. Uh, I can see Liz volunteering. If you come up to the front, please, up, to, up to me here, that'd be good. All I want you to do is stand on that corner. Could you stand on that corner, Liz? Robin, could you stand on that corner? Did I have another one? Fourth standard, well done, Lorraine. That's, that suits you, that job, doesn't it? That's a good one for you. Now, um, standing still. Right, now, we now need uh, Tom to come forward. You just stand there, Tom. You'll know what to do. And uh, I need Becky to come forward. You stand there, Becky, and you know what to do. <laughs> okay. So I think we are set up here. Now, all we need now is a volunteer. Now, the only thing about a volunteer is they do have to be under 15. So it's choice of three. And who's going to have a go? Josh. Oh, well done, Josh. You are incredibly brave. Well done. Now, not only is this a very hard and scary thing, but also you've got to do it blindfold. Right. Now. But the only thing is, so it's a, you've got a blindfold. Go and it's Christian to put the blindfold on for you. Now, you are allowed to choose somebody. You're allowed to choose somebody to be your guide. And I would suggest you've got someone like really sensible, like your mum. Or oh, she's not here. Well, I would get someone you like. Uh, it's not allowed to be related to you, unfortunately. Um, what about... Shall we choose for you? I think we'll choose... I think we'll choose Philippa. Oh, had you got a choice over there? One of the band, yes. Well, I think Martin would be very good for this. I think you'll be a very good guide. Okay, so Martin's going to be your guide. Um, I'm just going to tell you, uh, guide and person, you have to stand, sorry, you have to stand there. Okay, okay. So, you've vaguely seen what's here. So Martin, what he has to do is has to climb over this, uh, ra uh, this hills and valleys, okay? He has to get into the box and get out. He has to crawl under this tunnel. And then under this mud heap here, which should be very difficult. And if he does all that, he can sit in the little red chair at the end. But we do have to tell him that there are some surprises on the way. Yes. It isn't detox. Okay. Um, all right. I think we're ready to go. No, you can't touch. Oh, no, you're not allowed to touch him, but you can sort of tell him what to do. Yes. He's highly intelligent, so. You can tell him about the elk, what's coming up to. Yeah. 
one has it. <laughs> Give another lot on the way out. Right. He's doing very well. I think we need a bit of encouragement. Come, Come on, Joshua. Yes. And your head. I would be Keep so. Oh, down. no. This is very bad. Keep, and keep encouraging him. He's doing really well. Oh, he's got to the... Lorraine, you're not doing your job. You're not on your thing. Oh, you're right. No, he's got that underneath that. This is tricky. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Keep calling. And very well done, my goodness me. Oh, I think you can stand on the chair and put your arms up. I, I think we give him a massive great cheer. Hooray, well done. If you all sit down. <coughs> right, oh, fantastic. Well, life has a lot of obstacles, doesn't it? Uh, I've got to ask you though, can I ask you a couple of questions about that? How did you feel, first of all, when the blindfold went on? Um, nervous. Yeah, a bit nervous. Um, how would it have been if you'd had to have done all that without anyone telling you what to do? Uh, I would have hurt myself, I guess. Yeah, I think you might well have hurt yourself. Um, were you very scared by Becky? Yeah. Yeah, you'll do well to be scared by Becky. Now, the thing is that uh, in our lives, we do get lots of obstacles. And if we have a guide with us, that is going to make all the difference. Okay, we're going to have two Bible readings now. One, uh, Philip is going to bring them both to us, but one is going to be from the Message Bible and one is from a children's version of the Bible. Uh, the first reading is from Daniel, chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. That's when Michael, the great angel prince, champion of your people, will step in. It will be a time of trouble, the worst trouble the world has ever seen. But your people will be saved from the trouble every last one found written in the book. Many who have been long dead and buried will wake up, some to eternal life, others to eternal shame. Men and women who have li lived wisely and well will shine brilliantly like the cloudless, star-strewn night skies. And those who put others in the right path to life, on the right path to life, will glow like stars forever and that's we took that image of um, that's the, the statue outside Coventry Cathedral and now our New Testament reading from Mark chapter 13 verses 1 to 8 this is a paraphrase as they were leaving the temple one of Jesus disciples said to him isn't this place amazing Look at the size of the stones and the huge buildings. Jesus replied, don't be impressed by the way things look. These stones and these buildings won't last forever. They will all be destroyed. Later, Peter, James and John came to Jesus privately and questioned him about what he had said. What did you mean when you said the temple would be destroyed, they asked. When is this going to happen? Things are not always what they seem, Jesus explained. Many will come pretending to be acting and working for me, and many will believe them, but you must not. They will come with warnings that the end of the world is coming and that my kingdom is close at hand. Indeed, it will seem so, for there will be terrible wars and fighting and earthquakes and famine. 
but do not be afraid, for these things must take place, and the end won't happen immediately. These are just the birth pangs, the beginnings of what's to come. And we're going to continue now uh, by uh, just relaxing and watching the screen. And uh, I'm going to watch a great video of a song. We've had it once before. The song is called God of Angel Armies. And this whole theme is about overcoming obstacles. And God has got an army of angels to help and protect us. in the middle of the service, not at the end, to Ian, who is doing a stunning job. Can we just give him a big hand? Because 
it's so hard that we are just sort of throwing everything at him this morning and say, we want a PowerPoint here, we want a song here, we want a video here, and uh, uh, he's doing a fabulous job, and always does. Uh, so that, thank you so much. I don't know whether you heard uh, the Today programme yesterday morning, but they had three of the most experienced uh, political analysts and correspondents and the question was put to them, is this the biggest political crisis ever? And they pretty much all said, yes, it absolutely was. They tried to sort of think back about the, just before the Second World War, or Jim Callaghan got himself in a bit of trouble at one occasion, but he, they said, no, the yes, it is definitely the biggest political crisis ever. And they said, well, what do you think will happen? And it went very quiet, and they all said, well, actually, we've got no idea. We can't see any solution. We can't think of anything that can happen that won't be sort of terrible or something. It may be something we haven't even thought of that will happen. So, you know, that, that was a bit of a worry for everybody. They said, we can tell you a lot of things that won't happen, but we can't really tell you what will happen. And that's set against, and then they went on to say this, that this is set upon a country that is more divided than it's ever been, uh, about what direction to go in, old versus young, north versus south, more educated versus less educated, Scotland and Northern Ireland against England and Wales. And uh, all of this trouble and discord is as nothing compared to the raw hatred that you see in the United States. If you ever sort of look at any of those programs about what's going on there, no one can disagree with anyone anymore. It just immediately seems to turn into hatred. And even in Whitley Parish Council magazine, I don't know if you got it, it's that green one. There was an article in there about uh, uh, gypsy travellers and it used the language of war about gypsy travellers. So it said, we have been invaded, not by the Russians or the Martians, but by uh, gypsy travellers. And I did, for once, I was, actually did what I thought I should do and wrote to the chairman of, uh, uh, chairwoman of uh, the parish council and said, that was rather immoderate language. It doesn't really necessarily help. And she said, oh, sorry. I'm really pleased that someone reads our magazine, at least. <laughs> that was her main point. <laughs> but, so, you know, there is this feeling that we can't just disagree about something, but it's got to get bad, and things are bad. And those are two readings about that strange word that I never knew what it meant, let alone could sort of pronounce it or spell it. A-P-O-C-A-L-Y-P-S-E... Apocalypse. Anyone, uh, I suspect you perhaps do know what apocalypse means, but it sort of means the end of the world and the end of times, and it's a sort of thing that novelists like writing about, and there's quite a lot about it in the Bible. And Daniel writes quite a lot about it, and in Mark's Gospel, that this is the the. the the piece that uh, Philippa read out is just the beginnings of Jesus' teachings about uh, uh, the apocalypse, and then there's a lot about it in Revelation and in other bits of the Bible. What happens at the end of time? Jesus talks about really tough times ahead, really tough times for the disciples themselves. Uh, really tough times for all his followers, really tough times for Jerusalem. And where, and, and as we face really tough times, um, not really I'm talking about the things that are going on in Westminster, because in a way they don't sort of bear on us in our nice peaceful life here. But there will be tough times that we have to face, and where do we look for for help? And the psalm is that lovely psalm that says, um, I look onto the hills, I look to the mountains. Is my help going to come from there? No, it's not going to come from there. It's going to come from God. And so the first thing today is just to say, very simply, in the midst of crisis and chaos, we should look to God. Now, I wonder, and I love all these, I love ways in which people are different by personality. 
And I think there's lots and lots of continuums, you know, continuum from being extreme extrovert to extreme introvert and all that sort of thing. And I wonder where you fit, your personality fits on the it, on the continuum of control. So at one end, are you someone who likes to have absolutely everything and everybody and everything in your house and your possessions and in your bank accounts and uh, finances and everything else and your lines of vegetables are all in straight lines and your carrots all go to the same length and, you know, you like complete control. Or are you a just sort of let it all hang out sort of person, which... I sort of am really much more on that. Um, uh, all the things that I might be accused of, I am absolutely not a control freak. I'm a sort of out of control freak more. Um, so I wonder if you are someone who likes control. But, you know, either way, um, whether you're a control freak and try and control everything or you're a just let it all hang out, reversals in your life can come very, very quickly. I mean, the story, the emerging, and I think it's going to be emerging over a long time, the, the emerging stories of the fires in the United States is just the most shocking story ever. And there are 1,300 people now missing or have died. And, you know, the fact that those people are missing and can't even be found their bodies, it's just extraordinary. And, you know, the, the truth of the matter is about that Sikh society is that nearly whenever you hear about fires in California, they are 95% caused by arson. Someone just thinking it would be great to go into the woods and start a forest fire. So they don't, they're not saying that, but that is almost undoubtedly the cause. So, you know, we can't put our trust in things. Psalm 20 verse 7 is a great verse. It says, some people put their faith in chariots. Some people put their faith in horses. But we will trust in the Lord our God. So where does our trust stand? Do we put our trust in our modern chariot or in, you know, things that get us somewhere or in money? What do we put our trust in? Uh, we should be people who put our trust in the Lord our God. I was throwing out some books recently, and unfortunately I threw out the book that was all the scripts for uh, 40 Towers, and then I wanted it this morning, but I managed to find it, <laughs> the piece I wanted on uh, YouTube. And do you remember where poor old Basil is sort of, uh, he, he's just sort of being very philosophical, and he says, Zoom! What was that? That was your life, mate. Do I get another? No, that's all it is. And a lot of people are like that. Um, there's that uh, phrase, one life, live it, which for many, many years was the sort of symbol for Land Rover and Range Rover. One life, live it. Or I wonder if you suffer from uh, FOMO, which is one of my favorite uh, abbreviations, fear of missing out. You know, you sort of, oh, golly, I can't, you know, I've got tickets for Wimbledon and I've been invited to a party with Elton John. You know, which one shall I do? I'll miss out on one or the other. And, oh, it's, you know, so that fear of FOMO, thinking about our lives. The thing is that the Bible shows us through the apocalypse and through what was going on there in Daniel, what Daniel said would be the promise to people who had lived following God and showing people, other people, the right way to God, shows us that we are not in our final home. We are in our penultimate destination, the destination before last. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Revelation chapter 3, in the letter to the Christians in Laodicea, says this. Whoever overcomes will receive the right to set, sit on God's throne. So, if we stand strong and following God, we have an eternal hope and an eternal salvation. 
So let's just sort of think what we've been talking about. We've talked about that when we're looking for help, we look to God. We don't look to the mountains and we don't look to all the other sources, but we look to God. The second thing is that we learn that we can totally trust in him. He is someone who can be trusted and we can put our faith in him above everything else. And the third thing is that for all the bad things that might go on here, this world is not our home and we have a great promise to look forward to. Thank you very much. And hand over to Lynn. Sorry, faithful one. Absolutely right song, which I think I possibly missed out, but uh, let's sing, let's stand and sing Faithful One. seated. I'm going to just sort of give us some things, some food for thought, which will then lead us into um, a prayer of confession, which will be displayed on the screen, and we will all say together. So people had, be- had become used to going to the temple in Jerusalem. It was enormous, and it was a very important part of their lives. And it had been there for a long time. But not many years after Jesus said, not one stone will be left here upon another. It was completely destroyed. 
Some of those who heard Jesus would have lived to see it. And what a shock that must have been. Something they relied on that had always been there was no longer. What might be a modern day equivalent? What things do you, we, rely on or expect always to be there? What would you do or what might happen if some of those things were no longer there? We like to believe that we can know what's going to happen in the future. We plan and we predict, but it's not always possible. The world is full of uncertainties of things that happen good or not so good, and suddenly and without warning. Have you experienced unexpected events that have changed your life in some way? If we rely only on human-made things, on other people and on our own understanding, for example, rather than seeking God's, uh, God's guidance, is there a risk that we can be led astray? Jesus seemed to think so. But he also said, don't be alarmed by all of this. By all of this. Thing, these things will happen. So what or who can we rely on? Where is God in all of this? How might we bring God into the everyday and unexpected events of our lives? I'm sorry, you were all given um, a leaflet with the prayer of, <laughs> prayer of confession on, and we're going to say it all together. It starts with God of the world when we get overwhelmed. So let's pray. God of all the world, when we get overwhelmed by the enormity of suffering, strengthen us. When we lose faith in your love for our world, forgive me. When we struggle to believe that your hand holds me, reassure me. When we collude with the negativity of our world, uplift me that we may be voices for peace and bringers of hope to those who are afraid. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so... Christine, if you couldn't, would mind going over to the uh, sort of Jenga pile there. Now, I think you've all been given, or many of you have been given, a piece of Jenga as you came in. And I wonder now, you may have done this already, or if you haven't, it's a good chance to do it now. If you'd like to write on there something, and this isn't going to be God, it's something earthly of this earth, or um, something uh, that you can touch, or feel, or see, or know, uh, something that you really rely on. We use that expression, don't we? 
I just, you know, I rely on that person coming to see me every Wednesday to do my shopping, or I rely on getting that regular income coming through, or I, what do we rely on? You can think of anything that you rely on. If you've done it already, would you like to take it up to Christine now? And as you do it, can you take it up to Christine? Anything you rely on. Could be a person, could be, but probably not. Ah, some good ones coming in and... Very good. Ah, I've seen, uh, I've seen the one that is a very important one. And behind you, Christine, you've got some coming in. Fair. We've done very, very well here. Um, now, someone else we have to thank today is uh, Chloe on the sofa because she help me put all those little booklets together. And so, Chloe, could you go up now and stand the other side to Christine? And you can, I think you've got, I noticed you had a very rock solid, steady hand. So let's think of a few things that might be there. And when we say those, and you can't say, can't say the one that you chose, but something else, any of the things that say that, you have to remove them. Now, if you say some things, there will be more than one thing removed, won't there? Yeah. Right. Would someone like to suggest one, but it can't be one that you've said? Cool. Sorry? Cool. Car. Yeah. Right. Take yeah, take out all the cars. <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> Sorry? Uh, yes, I'll put it um, up on top. No, take it to keep it out, I think. They've lost. Okay, so we've managed to take out the car and we're still... All right. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Le- perhaps leave that one back. We'll leave that one car because we sort of have to rely on a little bit of transport. Right, another one that someone might have put. What might someone put, but not you? Pension. Yes? Sorry? Pension. Pension. And we had another pension there, a couple of pensions. Okay, that's really good. Okay, anything else? Sorry? Mobile phone. Mo- that was a very good suggestion. Well done. <gasps> right, okay. There was an iPhone at the bottom. Maybe it's losing that phone that's going to be your last. <gasps> no, it's still there. Okay. Not something else, not that you chose, but someone else might have done. Central heating. Oh, yes, I like central heating. Oh, everyone's happy to stay cold, that's all right. Okay, another one. Church. Church. Faith. Should we take faith? Okay. Right, faith is got. No, okay. Uh, anything else you rely on? Food. That's good, isn't it? 
food? Have you got food or water? Okay. <laughs> Everyone's going to get very hungry. Now you're reading them, so it's got to be someone who can't see them. I've got, uh, I guess, yes, one. Job. Did anyone think of anything that's more of a sort of something you can't hold, but something that's very important to you? Something that's uh, like... Relationships. Yeah, relationships. Shall we take the... What about taking love out? I can see a love. I... Yeah. Okay. And shall we take family out? Oh dear. Hold it. Ah, uh, oh yeah, it's just it's still hanging on. That would not be. That's friends, actually. Is that so friends? Okay. Oh, to take away those two families, please, Chloe. This is okay. I fear it was the family that finally uh, made it all fall apart. Okay, shows us what there were some great things there, like books. Um, what else was there, Christine? That was. Uh, Yes, my wife, I saw. Oh, right. Have what, sorry? Diocese machine. Diocese machine, well, yeah, absolutely. Any pets? Right. Okay, so those are some of the things we rely on. Philippa's going to uh, come now. Um, we're now going to pray um, for our messy world. Um, what we would love is for us to get into groups, not groups of two, but more like groups of eight. And you can move your chairs around, that's allowed, just shuffle around. And um, this, is how, this is what we're going to do. We're going, each group is going to have a cross. And um, I'm going to invite you, one at a time, um, to hold the cross and to share something in um, the world or in your own life that speaks of a messy world. Right, let's give you an example, okay? Last, I wonder, guys, whether we could just not make noise with the bricks. That would be wonderful. And actually, if you could listen, that would be even better, because then you can join a group. So, are you listening? Because it, you need to know what you're going to do in your group. Okay? Are you ready? Okay. Uh, last Monday, as you know, I go and see a refugee family. And um, when I got there last Monday, I went in. I wasn't able to take them to toddlers, as I usually do, because um, the little boy had foot and mouth. And so I went in and I chatted to mum and I said, how's it going? How's it going with your husband looking for work? And she was very low. And usually she's very cheerful. And I said, um, how's it going? She said, well, he went out at the weekend. He went into this place and that place to look for work, but there's nothing. And because he had work in, Oct in September, um, quite a lot of work, but that's now been cut right down because the place doesn't need as much um, for him to be working at the moment. His benefits have been cut entirely. So um, she said, we have no money and we have no food. And I couldn't believe I was hearing this. I've never heard that in England before. I've never heard someone say to me, she said, I have a family of five children to feed and I have no food. So I checked that she was getting free school dinners. And, um, and then, of course, of course... I went out and shopped. I didn't actually take them with me because I wasn't even sure that they would know what cheap and 
essentials were and I didn't want them to feel judged by what I was putting in the basket. So I went out and bought porridge and bread and uh, eggs and cheese and vegetables and toilet paper, actually. Because <laughs> that's pretty important, even when you haven't got food. And, uh, and hand soap and, and several other things. Um, what a messy world we live in when we invite people to come into our country and then we stop their benefits. Um, what a mess, what a mess. And uh, actually, just to, to fill you in, I, I got in touch with my team leader and she was in touch with the social workers and, and you know, they are working on it with them. Um, I will be praying for them this morning. Um, you might see mess in, 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 within your family, within your life, within your neighbours, or something where you think, you know what, I don't know what the answer is to this. I think it's sometimes of education and the way schools are struggling, the way the NHS is struggling. It's a mess. And, and this is our opportunity to hold on to that cross, just to beckon to the person who did it before and just take it. And then there's, there's going to be this sentence on the... Um, that's coming up on the screen and having named that you don't, have to, you don't have to make a big prayer about it but just name that thing and then say I hold on to the vision of Jesus in this messy world and then we can all say amen within our group does that make that clear? thank you so just turn to the people around you about eight but it doesn't matter if you're a bit more that's fine don't go less than, don't go less than six um, and I will bring a cross round to each group and then we can get going. Okay, so draw others in, draw others in to your group. This is not discussing, this is praying. You take the cross, name the thing in this messy world, and say that at the end, okay? Pass it round to people who want to do it within the group.
Um, thank you so much for being part of that prayer time. Don't change your chairs round. It's not necessary at this point. Just finish your prayers. Don't feel rushed. Um, and as some are still finishing their prayers, could I ask the people who are going to be praying the intercessory prayers this morning to come forward? That's Brian. If Brian, if you could stand there. John there. And we can pass the mic along, and Diane, and then Christine here, Christine North. Um, as, as these people pray, we are going to finish with what comes up on the screen next. Or maybe not. Oh, I thought... No, maybe I didn't put it on. In that case, don't worry, because it's in your prayer diaries. <laughs> and um, it's on the page with the intercessory prayers. And so after they have prayed, it's on day... Uh, no, no, no. It's the one that says, what does it say at the end of your prayer? May they be blessed with wisdom. Day four. Thank you. Let's pray. We pray for leaders everywhere, for the leaders of the world's most powerful nations, for the leaders of the poorest nations, for the leaders of our own nation, for the leaders of our churches. May they be blessed with wisdom, humility and compassion. <coughs> We pray for those entrusted with great responsibilities in hospitals, in schools, in care homes. May they be blessed with wisdom, humility and compassion. We pray for those who influence and inspire us. Pop stars, actors, sportsmen and women, writers, artists, storytellers. May they be blessed with wisdom, humility, and compassion. And we pray for one another and for ourselves, that as we live out our lives, we too may be blessed with wisdom, humility, and compassion. 
Amen. And now finally for some pastoral prayers. Father God, we just thank you that you are the faithful one who we can come to you in prayer this morning. Lord, we remember Jackie Brazier with the loss of her sister Susan this morning. Lord, we pray for Jackie's mum, Penny, who underwent a serious operation yesterday. We pray too, Lord, for the Fulkers family. We pray for June as she goes into surgery tomorrow. We thank you, Lord, for the Fulkers family and all that they mean to us here in the church. Lord, I pray today for your peace to be with June and with David, even though they are apart. We thank you, Lord, for them and how special they are to us. We thank you, Lord, and praise you for Enid's recovery and being able to go home. We thank you for Paula and for her daughter for the care that she's getting at home. We pray, Lord, too, for others in our fellowship who are on their own, who need your help today. We also pray, Lord, too, for those who are maybe just unwell at this moment in time and ask for your healing hand to be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. And now please stand to sing, Build Your Kingdom Here.
Well, as you will see, we have done a prayer diary for you this week. What a blessing, because we were able to use those responses I'd forgotten to put in on the projector. And, um, and I really encourage you to pray each of those prayers every day. They are fabulous prayers that we have been given in the resources this week. And so it would be lovely to use them individually. Um, and finally, let's pray. Shine like a star in heaven. Guide others in the true path. Be wise and understanding. Support one another. And stand firm in the midst of turmoil. In the name and strength of Jesus. Amen. And now please join us. I think we all know there's refreshments out at the back and prayer for anyone at the front. Thank you. Yes, do take these. I think it would be very powerful if we thought that everyone was praying sort of day one on the same day, etc. Um, Ian has some notices. I'll try and avoid saying the word finally because someone might say I've said it for the second time. So, um, just to encourage you, um, I'm trying to put a service together. Uh, we've ended the service with a wonderful uh, song today of praise, and uh, I would like to end the year with a sense of praise and thankfulness. So, we're going to have a songs of praise uh, at Milford Baptist Church on the 30th of December. That's in between Christmas and New Year. So, my plan is, I would like you. I'm hoping, as you came in today, that you're given one of these sheets here, my favourite hymn, and it'll be lovely if you could actually fill this in and actually place it into the container which I'm going to be leaving. Did everybody hear that or not? Yeah? Is that okay? Okay. Um, I'm going to be leaving this container here on the, um, what's it called, the hatch where we uh, get our tea and coffee from. So if you could put that sheet filled in on that uh, card, that would be lovely. Uh, one notice which isn't in the newsletter is that I've just heard this morning that during December, during December, um, we haven't got anybody to set up the equipment for toddlers on Thursday. Um, if you feel able to help, could you go and see Tina and actually um, give her your name and say, yes, I'll be more than willing to just come along on a Wednesday night for setup, please. This is for toddlers during December. That'll be fantastic. Let's go off and enjoy our coffee and our tea and give thanks for the offering. Thank you very much.